The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a Talking Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos, helping fans get in on the game and our favorite chip and our favorite dip of Talking Cowboys. Welcome into the SWBC on, Studios. No. It's the chip and, and the, the dip. dip. I got it. No, I, I, I got it. I understood. Are you I a just... double dip guy? Yeah, if it's fine. Okay, it's fair. That's, fair. That's a good yeah, point. That's, I mean, what, what, what it's do very you do, considerate of him. What do you do if you're at like a you know like a gathering and somebody double dips and you don't know this person? Oh, side eye, <laughs> side eye, side eye. Like, you're gonna scowl. like not you're not gonna oh. be direct with it. I feel like Heckman would just be like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am said guy. <laughs> I am said guy that forgets that. You, know. oh. you double dip. You're the you're, double dip. You're the culprit. The, oh, the you're the culprit. Yeah. Oh man. So, would you ever just go up and just like if you're having a chip or whatever and just dip into someone else's stuff? Oh, no, 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 no. That's no. etiquette. No. But community. But community. Oh, that's, that's that's a, that's a only thing, a true though. savage would do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, oh man. Yeah. I have a story for the break. Is this a senior bowl yeah. thing? No. 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 Well, heck, you're the culprit. No, 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 not, not in this. Not I'm in this the situation. I said, I forget. Just depends, you know. I'm that guy. He's just rolling. Yeah, He's so. enjoying some nice Tostitos dip. The community dip. I, I, it just I happens. Have, I have done that. I have been the guy that, that has gotten this. Well, that's the first now, time admitting your problem. Yeah. The the fact that he is self aware is a yeah. great thing. Yeah. Secondly, did you do it this past weekend during the Super Bowl? No, Good. I did not. There we no, go. Then we're all good. We're all good here. By the way, if you couldn't tell, no Rob Phillips today. We've got Nick Eatman standing in here from Ooh. DallasCowboys.com. Fire shirt. Keeping that. Yeah, I like the shirt. Looks yeah, great. Valentine's Day. Yeah. A little With day late. Malin. What? So my, son, my son calls it Valentine's Day, and I just don't oh. change it. Yeah. It's kind of cute. How did you say it? Happen. Six. Okay. Did he ask for something for Valentine's Day? No. I mean, he you know he gets it. They get okay. it at school. Right? They yeah. get all that stuff at school. All the different candy yeah, and stuff. You, know. you pass just, it around. I feel like school's getting soft. You remember back in the day? <laughs> like they are. We got an hour, right? So school's getting soft because back in the day, somebody showed up and they gave you a card. You remember that? You yes. either read a, you either wrote you know wrote their name down, wrote yeah. a little little love letter, yep. or they had the little Valentine's ones you could buy in the pack. Absolutely. They hand those out to somebody. Guess what? There was always somebody who didn't get one. Right. right? Sure. Nowadays they don't allow that. No, everyone has everybody. To get a, if you bring everybody. one, you have to bring it for everybody. It's That's inclusion. so much BS. Yeah, but but <laughs> be a better person. Yeah, just, yeah, but there's ways around it, right? I mean, you could say like, I mean, what kind of sticker did they get? Did they get the one that said "hug me," or did they say like okay. "you're cool," or okay, I see like "we could still be friends," or "let's go"? I mean, whatever it is, yeah. like I solid mean, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's not a "I love you." It's a, have fun. <laughs> yeah. to spend extra money now to, to, to protect feelings. That's why they. That. That's why they sell the pack of thirty yeah, in your class. That's, okay. that's. It's all about participation trophies for everybody. You don't want anyone to be left out. Well, you got to buy the what? Tom Thumb? Is that the? Is that the sponsor? Mm. Yeah. Albertson's. Yeah. yeah. Albertson's Tom Thumb. Something, something another. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I just I can't imagine or I can't imagine and I love this this visual image of you just like coaching up people during a, a Valentine's exchange. <laughs> no, well, like no, he doesn't need one. Keep no, going. You weren't well, gonna give him one. Well, yesterday fine. I picked my kids up from school, right? I got two girls and a boy. Okay, and I pick my kids up from school, and a girl. As soon as they, everybody gets in the car, and I turn around and I give my daughters a rose, right? They, I always, ever since they're little baby girls, I've been giving them a rose every 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 uh, Valentine's Day. And my son looks at me, he's like, "Where? What do I get?" I said, "You don't get nothing. What <laughs> you talk about? What do you get? Yeah. I'll share something with you. I ain't getting nothing directly." Yeah, mm, that's. I mean, that's, that, that makes it. sense. I guess yeah. that's yeah. about right. Okay. Anyways. That's awesome. The only person that's ever bought me Valentine's <laughs> presents is my mom and my fiance. <laughs> yeah, open chest. Makes sense. My dad's never bought me anything, so that's fine. Right. Yeah, but there you go. my guy, it. That's it. as always. But is guys, it, is this what happens on Talking Cowboys? Like, uh, whenever you're four minutes into an hour-long show, an hour, yeah, man. pretty much. And then when you wear your Valentine's shirt, Valentine's. Yeah, <laughs> you know what, guys? We can't look over this. This was your first engaged Valentine's. It was. It was wow. indeed. 
week after, as actually week after. Did you, still have to come up, did you still have to come up with something for Valentine's? Yeah, awesome. yeah I, I had a, I had a gift and a bottle of wine and some oh. roses and stuff. Rose, yeah. Yeah, uh, no, it was Cabernet. Oh. We're cab people. Oh, cab. Yeah, we've got a favorite bottle, so yeah, I went Uber. and got the favorite bottle. So, Nick, you've been fun. you've been married as long as I have, just about. <laughs> you come up, you come up big on uh, Valentine's Day yesterday. You get roses, chocolate, all that stuff. Whataburger. Don't do that. Don't I do love that, that idea. Honestly, no, 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 come on now. That like sounds that. great. You had to come up with something, Nick. Uh, we do our stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. You, get, you get the flowers, you get the cards. Okay, you get the, oh, yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. Water Everybody's got it. No, nah, I wasn't water <laughs> like, What? It was close, though. But it, it was the only sponsor thing I could think Cooper? of. <laughs> 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 yeah. hey, they get to the window. Nick's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Buy one, get one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, goodness. We have a partnership there. By the way, for Valentine's, there were 53 individuals that are not only going to get a bottle of wine, but they're going to get a ring. That's the Los Angeles Rams mm. that earned that Super Bowl title with the win over the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday. It's a close game, actually. I thought L.A. was the far superior, talented yeah. team, and we kind of talked about that a little bit last week. We forgot to give our predictions, but that's okay. Uh, but yeah, you L.A. Know you had the Rams. Yeah, all the way through, yeah, through and through. Yeah, yeah, there's no question about but, it. But who, who do you guys think that the standout superstar was for that game? It depends on the time of the game, but I would say Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Yeah. Who you got? I'm going to go Aaron Donald in the last. AD? Yeah, yeah, AD yeah. in those last minutes, he sealed the deal. I don't like co-MVPs, but I, I think they should have done it. I mean, I, th- I think they both dominated their side of the ball. Like yep. it was, I probably would have picked um, Aaron Donald though. Okay, AD. I just the way that Cooper, Cooper Cup, Cup took man. over in that his final stats, drive. His yeah. stats are better than that too, because I mean, yeah. he was getting held all over the place. And I'm sorry, like you think Trayvon Diggs or Anthony Brown, you think they would have trouble with Cooper Cup? Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. The yeah. two best corners on the team. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree, no doubt. So number 55. I'm sorry. I mean, you're holding. You're holding Linebacker. Cooper Cup. I'm, yeah. You're not staying with him in space. No. Yep. And I mean, have you, you ever? Seen you don't like the penalty? Look. Linebackers get a bad rap anyway in those situations, and people automatically assume that that's supposed to be a flag. He did, you know, kind of. There was a tough. A little bit, right? But come on, man. He wasn't as egregious as they wanted to make it. And the way that the the, the ball game had been called up until there you that go. point, it's like, come on, dog. It was ticky-tack compared to the rest of the football game. Absolutely. I mean, I could have found a better one, but number 55 played a hell of a game. <laughs> if you're going to no-call – T. Higgins. I'm laughing at Chris Collinsworth tried his best the whole game to not show that he played for Cincinnati Cincy. until that that call, and he was like, "That's what they called." You like that's all. It's all he was like, oh, "That's what like you gotta be." Kidding. He goes, "What do you think about that call?" As Al Michaels set him up. He's like, "That's that's that's what they called." Like, okay. There you go. He's got the. He's got uh, he the, threw something across the room. Trust yeah, me. yeah. Does it have a sound effect going on now? Yeah. It's happened a couple times in our booth every once in a while. But the the big thing with it was it was a no call early in the game. T. Higgins on the play with Jalen Ramsey where yeah. he almost ripped Ramsey's face mask off of his helmet and then it's turned into a touchdown. And then you've got the no call or, or the actual call late on the pass interference. So in my opinion, it kind of offset a little bit. And I don't agree with either one of the calls. I thought it should have been reversed either way. But it it ended up evening out. Both teams benefited. Both teams scored a touchdown. Cooper Cup, by the way, we're talking about his dominance on that final drive, the amount of receptions, the amount of times he got open. Everyone in the stadium knew who the ball was going to. It was going to number 10 in the in the white. It why, was going to Cooper Cup. Why was it Cup going to him? Because he's a playmaker, hmm. and he gets open, and he finds hmm. his way into space. And they throw him the ball. Oh, and offensive coordinators and offensive play calling puts him in a space to be successful. No sarcasm here. I just just figure, I mean, it just makes sense that you're leading, you know, your best receiver gets calls, you know, that are actually made for him to get open. He actually gets open. He scored two touchdowns on one drive. It's just kind of crazy. What do you think, Nick? Well, I I think, I know what you're saying. They don't have a guy like Cooper Cup on the team. Um, they don't have that. They don't have that. They don't have a route runner mm-hmm. like that. Uh, okay. I don't think. I, I mean, I know Amari Cooper is a really good route runner, but CD uh, would probably be the closest one to that in terms yeah. of his escapability and elusiveness. Yeah. 
probably see. But they, there's no doubt they got to get the guys. But there was the a point in the Super more. Bowl. Obviously, when Odell Beckham went down, everybody knew so. who Cooper, it was going to be Cooper Cup. Yeah. And they still couldn't stop it. They still couldn't stop it. And I, I thought that was amazing. And look, man, Matthew Stafford, you got to be, I'm happy for him yeah. finally getting his opportunity to get a Super Bowl. And the way that he played in that 15 play drive, you know, that, that's what the Super Bowl is all about, man. Those signature moments and drives that guys get those wins that live in infamy. You know, if it goes back to Elway and getting the first down, whatever it is, you know. Montana, yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, Centennial, uh, Santonio Holmes mm-hmm. in the toe mm-hmm. touch. You know, and I think he had his moment. It's going to be a lot of argument, arguing about yellow jackets and all of that with, with Stafford, but I just feel as though he had his moment in the sun. I'm glad he got it. We're going to talk about that yellow jacket kind of argument in the second segment and, and kind of throw DeMarcus Ware in there as well as he didn't get into the Hall of Fame. So be sure to stick around for that. But I, I do want to hear your takeaways as it involves the Dallas Cowboys where does it relate in the way that you saw the game on Sunday and the way that game was played in the Super Bowl what did you learn that you can bring back to your coverage of the Dallas Cowboys and say okay this is how they get to that level because right now it kind of feels like you're in a state of limbo in between a window of opportunity and a window that is quickly closing so Nick I'll start with you on this one what were your biggest takeaways from the game and how could the Cowboys try and match that I think that you got to give a lot of credit to the Rams coaching staff I mean it's one thing to go get those players the aggressive uh mindset you know the Cowboys went out two years ago and got not the same caliber caliber they but they got you know the Everson Griffins and and in Don Tari Poe and and they there's a few more I'm missing uh haha Clinton Dix yep. and all that and it just for whatever reason COVID <laughs> or whatever they just couldn't gel them together so i think getting those guys is 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 one thing but but finding you know the role for odell beckham to make him happy to make von miller and those guys happy to to all work together i thought that that was masterful so if the cowboys or whoever want to take that approach that's fine um i wouldn't give out a bunch of first round picks but uh, you also got to have the coaching staff ready to go to put these guys in place to to get them ready it's a great point I love that point. I think that if they're, I think the Rams showed the entire National Football League what it's worth. Like, what, what's your, what's your reason, right? Yeah. And everybody's going to talk about, oh, they don't have a first round pick for the next four years. So, got a Lombardi. So you play the game to yeah. win the Lombardi, and you figure out the rest later, right? Everybody always want to talks about the future. I know, I know, we've had this conversation, but they secured their future. They secured the future. Their future now states that they're the last people to win the doggone Super Bowl championship. That's what their future says. And guess what? Everybody else, now they have all the draft equity that they that they need. They have a roster full of guys that have Super Bowl rings on, on their hands. Mm. And now everybody's going to want what? They want a piece of that. So those four first-round picks that they're missing, they'll get their equity back when, they, when they're in a position now to trade some of these guys away. Do you want to get rid of your guys? No. But do you have the equity in order to do to get what you need? Absolutely. And that's the position that you want to be in. You want to control those cards. And I just hope that Dallas, and especially Dallas, is paying attention to say, if there are guys that you want, that you know, we've, we talked about this, there are guys that are out there that you know can be a freaking game changer for you right now that would push you over the edge, pull the dog on trigger. Stop talking about the future. Stop talking about the salary cap. Stop talking about all the things that we talk about. They kick the can, all the dog on time, dog on freaking punt Brian anger that thing right all the way down the field because you need to find a way to secure the bag everything else would take care of itself you are going to you're going to reset it every year anyways every single year you're going to sit back you're going to look at your roster and say we got some tough decisions to make you're going to do that every single year so might as well do that with a doggone ring on your hand Mm. you know I agree with both of you guys and and I think that the point that you make, uh, Nick, about the coaching staff being able to use all those guys, it's really important. Uh, it's one thing to get them, but it's mm-hmm. another thing to use them. Um, and, you know, you've been – Isaiah, you, you've, you've stuck to your guns on the, the salary cap and to be damned, you know, get it now. And thankfully for the Rams, it worked. <laughs> for for a short little period there, they was almost looking like, oh, this wasn't going to work. And the team that pretty much band-aided the, their thing together was about to win the Super Bowl, and they should be kicking themselves right now for, for blowing it because they blew it in the second half. If, don't 
Yeah. They, they blew it. And this is a team that obviously had an offensive line that no way in hell they should have been in the Super Bowl because they had nine sacks in their first uh, playoff yeah. game. And then the way that I think was it seven sacks in the Super Bowl? Eight. Like eight sacks yeah. in the Super Bowl. That's awful uh, for a team to be at that level. Look, this is a copycat league, and everybody's going to say conventional wisdom will tell you that that works. But it won't work for everybody. And if we, if the Cowboys go to that kind of mentality to say, look, we're going to sell sell out to do this, then it's going to be miserable as hell around here for years to come. And it may just be that way for the Rams. And it's it's funny to me how all of a sudden McVay is saying that, yeah, he he may want to retire. I think McVay doesn't want to be the guy playing the violin on the Titanic. Because Mm. the future is looking bleak for them. So that's where all that talk comes from. But, look, you're right. They got a Super Bowl. They're going to be the Super Bowl champs all year. And everybody's going to look at this and say, this is the way that you can do it. I just don't I, I don't know if that works for us with the pieces that we have. That's it's an interesting point because that's really the way that a lot of people on the outside look at this is hey, they went out, they sold out, they went all in and they they won the Super Bowl title. That's what you play the game for. You play the game to 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 lift a Lombardi trophy and they did that. Things are going to get tough. This is not going to be an easy road back to that sort of mountaintop for L.A. because they're going to go right back to the bottom in a couple of years. Right now, they're fine. They have enough talent scattered throughout their roster that's not going to be vacated or equitized because of the fact that they they won a Super Bowl title. They've got guys returning. Mm -hmm. But kind of like what you said that's interesting is now they have an opportunity, and you said it like a true businessman, to have a return on investment because you invested those first-round picks in this talented roster, having guys like Odell Beckham Jr., Jalen Ramsey, you traded two first-round picks for, your, your doggone quarterback, Matthew Stafford, you traded a couple first-round picks for. Now you got a chance to maybe go back and say, okay, now we can either push the reset button now, wait a year, see how we kind of patch the holes up again, and then push the reset button. But at some point, they're probably going to have some sort of return mm-hmm. on that. The Cowboys have never been in that mindset because that's a quicker cycle. And I said this on the draft show a little bit earlier. It's a quicker cycle of winning, of that window. Your window's smaller, but it may be more volatile. You may have that opportunity to get to the top. Whereas the Cowboys have had a almost, it's like an eight or nine, maybe a decade-long winning opportunity because they don't lose a whole lot, but they've always got a team that's just good enough (laughs) to give you hope. So which strategy would you rather have? Take the names and the brands, take the star off the wall, take the Rams off the helmet. Which one would you rather have? Would you rather have a shorter, more volatile winning window where you have three or four years to get the job done or 10 years and you just hope one of those years actually happens? I'm going bazooka style. (laughs) I'm going bazooka style because all you can control is the now. You could plan all day long. Planning's cool. It's awesome. If your plan works... Right, yeah. but what you did for the Rams, what you did for the Rams, but the the Rams played the now card. Yeah, they didn't play the later card. They played the now card. The Rams went out and got Von Miller. Why? Because they knew there was going to be a point in the playoffs, hopefully the Super Bowl, where they knew that they're going to have Aaron Donald and Von Miller at the field on the field at the same time, and the team was going to have to play man to man against them. And there was no way that they're going to stop these guys. Guess what happened? Raheem Morris did a hell of a job creating those mismatches for those guys, right? The whole first half, they were double-teaming Aaron Donald, triple-teaming Aaron Donald, bouncing him around like a dog on pinball. Second half, Raheem Morris came out as a defensive coordinator and said, ah, I figured out if I shift the line this way, now these guys, Von Miller has one-on-one with the tackle, and Aaron Donald has one-on-one with the guard. They can't stop him. I knew that, all right? I know that. That's the personnel that I have that is so dominant. That's why we went out and got Von Miller. What else? Okay, let's go out there. Let's get Odell, okay? Odell Beckham. We know if we have – when they got Odell Beckham, they had all four of the receivers. They had Woods. They had uh, Cup. They had Odell, and they had Jefferson. That was their game plan, right? Unfortunately, Woods went down with the injury, right? As Woods as was they, gone before the Odell deal. I thought he went down same was, day. Same, yeah, yeah, it happened. It happened. Like, yeah, it was it was a quick. It switch, was a quick switch. They, yeah, yeah. but they, but I think their intention was to have all four of those guys, right? Yes. So it just worked out that that Odell became their number three instead of their number four, whatever, however you want to look at it. But either way, they had it where there's like Cooper Cup is super dominant. That's our guy. Well, we need a number two that can't be stopped as well, right? So Odell's the guy. So there's going to be a time in the playoffs. Hopefully the Super Bowl, where they go out there and they're gonna try to double team our main guy and who's gonna have man to man coverage? Odell. We've had this conversation too many times. Dallas needs to find a way to secure the doggone bag because LA doesn't give a damn about 20 years down the road. That's what Dallas has been doing forever. 
Dallas has always been playing, oh, for the future, you know, we're going to be set up long-term for the future, and then a Jalen Smith doesn't work out. And then a Don Terry Poe doesn't work out. All these guys don't, these guys don't work out, right? If you go out there and get guys that are proven, dominant players, and you add them until what you have, you go out there and find another doggone Michael Parsons out there that's proven already, right? We, we talked about, you know, KJ Wright early in the season, but if you go out there and make a crazy trade, I can't speak names, but, you know, another dominant linebacker or something like that, you add that to Parsons, now what do you have? Now what do you have? Yeah, you're, yeah, you might yeah. be cash-strapped, but you're already cash-strapped. <laughs> off, off of hope. Yeah. You might as well be cash-strapped off a ring. You're giving a look. No, I, I'm, I'm all over the map on this one because, because uh, you know, the Rams, prob- the Rams might be okay. I think they're going to be good. If they, if they keep drafting the Offensive Player of the Year in the fourth round. Mm. I mean, like, yeah, you don't have the first round pick, but like, is is Cooper Cup? I mean, if Cooper Cup went to another team right now, just another Jets, is he going to be just as good? I don't He'll think probably so. Be I think decent. I, I, he'd be decent, but I think I think McVeigh's offense, I think, is it, it just it's a perfect storm mm-hmm. for what what they're doing, and it's not just Stafford because he was doing it before Stafford, mm-hmm. but but you know, it's kind of like the Cowboys got lucky with the fourth round quarterback. I mean, it doesn't always happen. So yeah, mm-hmm. if you're not going to have a first round pick, it's going to be tough. But if you're gonna if you're gonna steal Super Bowl MVPs in the mid rounds, yeah. you can no. make up for it. And that's the thing. Uh, you use a Cooper Cup at the slot receiver, and he's a dominant guy the way that he is, and, and that makes Odell Beckham's job so much more easier. He yeah. he's been the number one guy. He's been used to being the guy that's getting those double teams. How much easier is it to be Aaron Donald when you have <laughs> Vaughn Miller sitting out on the mm-hmm. side when he was in the Super Bowl Thank before? You. He wasn't as dominant because teams could just tee off on him. That was all they had. So yeah, they, having Vaughn make you makes you look a lot better. The Cowboys have are in a situation when you talk about the defensive line with Tank, with Randy, now with Michael Parsons. You have all of your horses there if you could get those guys signed. Mm-hmm. And individually, I don't see a team in the NFC East that's going to say, oh, we're just going to pay attention to Tank. Mm-hmm. Or we're going to pay attention to Randy. Well, then you're going to let the rest of these guys get off. So you want to do that in, in the way the Cowboys are doing and Will McClay has done it by building that through the draft. And I think the one thing that this team or any team wants to do is to build it through the draft so that way you have longevity and you're not just flashing a pan, do it one time. And if you can, and you played for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you see teams that, that stick to their mantra, best player available, not overpaying guys, and it's a next man up mentality, really, simply because there is a structure already there through the coaching staff. I agree with that point. I think the longevity side of things, if you do it the right way, can set you up just as much as a, a short all-in window. Just pure look at this year. If you're looking at, on paper, the talent from the Cowboys roster, is there that much of a drop-off from the talent of either one of the rosters that was in the Super Bowl? No, 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 no. Not at no, all. Not at all. Not, not even this close. Year. This not this year. year. Next year might yeah. be a different story. Next year different. Might be a different story. Yeah. Same thing for L.A. L.A.'s not going to be as good next year. They'll be good. They're going to probably make the playoffs, but they're not going to be as good. It's, it goes back to kind of what Nick's saying. The right <laughs> players and the right opportunities I hear you, do you so much better. And the roster acquisition side of it for the Cowboys has been pretty decent. They put themselves in a position that they were, they were talented, they were healthy, yeah. and they had a home field advantage, and you still couldn't get the job well, done. The Rams, That's why it's the frustrating. The didn't – like, this, all this talent didn't go and just dominate the field. I mean, no. they needed to make a play against the Bucks, or they were about to lose an, an embarrassing loss. Drop they, they, pick they against needed to play San against Francisco. the 49ers to yep. work out their friend. The same thing. So, like, I mean, the Cowboys, you could say they might have the same kind of talent, maybe even more, more, more. so. But, but they haven't proven that they can go make Thank you. a play in that game and then the next week and then the next week to do that. They might make a play in one of the games, and then we would be talking about where the parade's going to be yeah. and all that stuff, and then they'd lose. And you know what I mean? So yep. they, they got to be consistently able to stay at the top. Where does that start, though? It's hard. It's I ask you that question and put you on the spot because that's the question that everybody is asking right now. Yeah, there's not a real answer. Yeah, this offense is, isn't as consistent as it needs to be. Like uh, this is where it starts, and I said this yesterday on, on one of our answers. You you got to be great at something, and they're not great at anything really. Ooh, they uh, they don't. You got to be great at something, and if it was turnovers, 
that they didn't they they weren't getting it they didn't get it in the playoffs like they needed to. Nope. So if it's going to be pass rush and turnovers, that you well you can be great at that. So if that's if that's what it is, but it's got to be consistent, consistently great. Um, the offense, I mean, got to start fast. I mean, you got to you got to. I mean, what are we doing on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday? I mean, mm. why does it take halftime to start pre- preparing? And you can do that if you struggle against the Giants and Panthers and even the Patriots. You can f- fight your way back. You struggle against the Cardinals and the 49ers and the Rams. And the Rams you're not yeah. going to come back. And they didn't. So I think yeah. that was the key. They didn't start fast in any game. They did it. Vikings, they were able to come back at halftime and figure it out. But most of the games, the good teams, it was too late. That word that you kept using, longevity. Longevity. It's a good word. Dallas needs to get rid of that in their vocabulary. Just saying it. Because there is um, for no disrespect to McCarthy, but you're not Belichick. You're not Belichick, so you can't trust in your system because you don't have that system necessarily in place. You don't have the long, the long-standing record and history of being able to put together a team with draft through the draft, right? You don't have. That. I think McCarthy would agree with you though that you need to get rid of the longevity because he's not necessarily he longevity. Yeah, he doesn't have right. that. Yeah, he doesn't have that. He's, yeah. but you know what I'm saying. But like that, 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 he's, that mindset. He's, of, he's all in. Yeah, he's all <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah. he's got to be. He's, he's, he's the one that's he's, he's probably saying the same, same thing we're saying right are. now. He's like, we need to get all these guys. <laughs> <laughs> It's not because of his right making. Now. It's not because of his making. It's because of everything that's exactly. outside. Exactly. He's looking over his shoulder. He's like, in the Hurry up! Round. Come on! Come on! He's in the mid rounds, and it's like, well, we can get this veteran exactly. center for this pick, and you got all the scouts that are like, no, no, we got this guy on the board. We, we love him. He's like, screw that. Be good in three years. I don't need. I need him I need now. To win yesterday. Yeah. But like, man, I, Israel I, I, McCoy. I would love to see Dallas take that approach. I would love it. I would love it because you're in a cash strap situation right now. Well, you're not going to retain everybody. Of those two teams, obviously L.A. winning the the Super Bowl. Of those two teams, which one has the greater upside? The greater upside? Yeah. Out of those two teams? I can't speak to that. Bengals or Rams? I can't speak to that. Most people will say Cincinnati. Most people will say Cincinnati because these guys – because their old line was terrible, because Joe Burrow's on up and coming, Jamar Chase, all these guys, right? But you have to think about it. L.A. You're in L.A., right? Yes, your first-round picks, your draft, it looks pretty, you know, meek right now. But – you have equity now. You have a roster full of guys that you can trade away. You yep. could trade. There are going to be plenty of teams that want those players now. I don't care how much experience those players have; they have a ring, so that's worth something in this league. So you could trade those guys away, and you can get some of that draft equity back. So now you're, you might not have the first round picks, but you got a bunch of seconds. You could be the thirds, GM of fourth. either team. You're going to pick the Rams. I'm going with the Rams. I'll, I'll take the Bengals. Yeah, I think yeah. I'd still I'm going take with the Rams. The I'll take the Bengals. You got a lot. You got a franchise quarterback that's if established. I could just fix the forward, offensive line. You're feeling really good. I'm going with the Rams. I, get I think what the you're Bing- I think the Bengals had a had a great year, but I think the Bengals caught some teams slipping. So you, there's some other teams sure. in that division that are damn good. I agree. That totally. that 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 were that were that just that just slipped up this year. Yeah. They were ten and, and seven. Buffalo is better than were, now. No, we I can't say they just they just prove that they're the better team. You're this talking year. about in the conference. I'm talking about in that division. conference. I'm talking about yeah. Buffalo. I'm talking about the Patriots are about to be a freaking juggernaut here in a second. Okay, they spent a bunch of money last year, right? And they're going to be prepared for that. The, I'm talking about the Titans. They got caught slipping. Derrick Henry was hurt, right? So there's some other teams in that in that that Cincinnati may not be back in that position again. I hear you guys, and I and I agree that they have some guys, some young talent that's up and coming. But I don't think that just those those pieces are going to be enough going forward to go up against those other dominant teams. Yeah. I just don't. I I, I disagree because th- their quarterback is cheap yep. right now. The running back is cheap. The receiver is mm-hmm. cheap. They got money to go do that. They they had enough money to give Cheeto ten million dollars mm-hmm. last year. I mean. <laughs> They good job. I mean, they're, yeah. they're going to keep doing that. I mean, that was that the was, fact that he was their best corner too. Yeah. Also, I amazing. Mean, they could go upgrade that position but, too. But you so so I agree to that point. But however, if you're a player and you have an opportunity to go play in a city because you have to go live in that city as well, and pay taxes in that and city. pay taxes in that city. Yeah, you're gonna pay taxes in LA. You're gonna pay taxes in, in Ohio. Cool. But where are you gonna go? I don't know Naturally, that. is that true? Yeah, you do. Are they state. You pay, you pay, you pay, yeah, you pay taxes on where you live and where you play. Every state that you play in, you pay taxes for that particular you game. You get those paychecks there. So, but I'm, most teams are going to go to most people are going to go to L.A. Hey, since it's not a great hard city. to recruit to L.A. It is. That's the reason I why. Like that's the reason why. What was the coach for Oklahoma? He left and went to L. He went to USC. It's not hard to recruit down there. Okay, but did you see the contract that that dude? I hear you. But I hear you. You could send me the resources to right? Akron before anything else. I'm with you. But how, that many, play, how many players are going to say I want to go and play with Joe Burrow? 
I mean, a lot, it, there's gonna be there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot like a lot of guys that want to go play with him until guess what happens? They don't say until that. until you got until, until Patrick Mahomes is like, yo, yeah, now nah, Burrow's dope, but you see what we got over here? Until 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 the Buffalo calls, you's like, hey, yeah, so uh, you see what we but, doing over here and too? I, and only reason I'm saying that is because you're talking about the aesthetic, the location, like who wants that, to be in that's LA one versus the, who wants to be in That's one of the that's one of the the recruiting tools. Okay, that's one of, of the re, that's one of the recruiting yeah. tools. So should we be looking for the Chargers to take us take a step forward? No, this next the Chargers year? need help. <laughs> the Chargers need help. But they but they have a good. I mean, they've they, got a young quarterback. Yeah, but, but they're, they're in LA. But, they're, but there are four <laughs> solid. There's four <laughs> solid teams. In that division right now, that that have really good quarterbacks. If I'm, I want to go to Miami, then that's where I'm going. Hey, uh, I'm I like that, that idea. Uh, All right, you know where I want to go. <laughs> I want to go to break. So no, let's take our first you break. You want to say Mary? That's what you want. When we come back, <laughs> sure. we're going to talk about the Hall of Fame and why is the bar set so high for some but so low for others? We'll hit that when we come back with more talking Cowboys. <laughs> There's nothing as unique as our eyes which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Grisol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network's busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Back to Talking Cowboys. Here on Talking Cowboys, second segment here on a wonderful Tuesday. Hope everybody's having a good day, and of course had a great uh, had a great uh, Super Bowl weekend and Valentine's weekend. You could also have a great weekend coming up as well because you could go to AT and T Stadium March fifth and sixth for the legendary Western Weekend featuring the 2022 PBR Global Cup USA and. The American Rodeo. Don't miss this fun-filled weekend capped off with a performance by Grammy Award-winning superstars Tim McGraw and yes. Faith Hill. Yes. Right up there on Heckma's iPod. Get your tickets so at iPod? SeatGeek.com, the official <laughs> ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. Hey, I went to the rodeo last week. I plan on going to that when I got to find some tickets. If y'all got a plug, let me know. I've got Don't two if holding, you want them. I definitely want those. One time for the rodeo. Don't be holding out on me. <laughs> hey, the African-American rodeos this weekend. <laughs> Hey, in Fort Worth. <laughs> Just say, heck, hey, heck, African American rodeos in town. Oh, good. You ready Is to it Mesquite? Uh, no, Mesquite. Is Wait, it in Mesquite? No, it ain't Mesquite. It's in Fort Worth. It's in Fort Worth. Yeah. Okay. It's it's in, the that's where it's got to yeah. be. No, okay. it's at the big arena. It's got to be in Fort Worth. Got to be in Fort Worth. <laughs> it's, okay. it's at the, uh, there's a rodeo. It's usually in Fort Worth. It's right there. At, um, I don't know. Okay, so I got to ask you guys, now that I got you. Okay. Halftime. What did y'all think about halftime? Solid. I loved it. Could have been a lot better, though. I, I'm i kind of on that. It could have been better. You know how? Because when he played, dun, 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 yeah. uh, uh, I in my head, Tupac, a hologram of Tupac was going to come up, and that would have blew the roof off the place. That would have set it off. I don't understand how you can have a West Coast-themed halftime show with Dre and not have Pac. Here there were California, tributes of Tupac, California though. I don't give a dog on. They have the technology to put Pac out there. But that, not his rap, not not his, his verse, which I think – 
I think that mm. rap, that second verse of that song is the greatest rap lyric of all time. Mm. That's a bold statement. That is a bold statement. I think, I it think it's up there. Damn. I like me some Pac, too. Shut mm-hmm. up, jail. I don't bail. California's yeah. creep. Hey. Mm. So they had a <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was the best ever. I don't care. I'm not one of those that's like, oh, that was whack. No, he's 50 cents a dollar. What? Who, is, who hasn't gained weight? I mean, for damn. real. They go out there. Nah, Nick. I nah, thought he looks don't, fine. Don't bail him out, Nick. He had. He knew he was gonna be in the halftime show. He was bulked up. He it's knew fine. he was gonna be in the halftime show. That's okay. all right. I, I didn't think it was that bad. I, I thought it was. I thought it was good. I thought it was a great tribute yep. for where the Super Bowl yes. was. Those guys are older. Okay, but like. Like that's okay. I mean, LeBron James, um, Jennifer Lopez. I mean, like everybody that you saw. I mean, everyone. That's the music that they listened to. Yep. I thought yep. it was it, it was, was awesome. I thought yeah. it was outstanding. I need a uh, Pac though. One the, of the oh, best. I, I'm with you. I mean, they yeah. had a chance. They, the, they could have did. Brenda's the, got a baby. They think, Come on, man. The biggest <laughs> thing with it. No, 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 no. He teased me, man. You, you thought it was because I told my wife. I said they're gonna. I told my wife. I said they're gonna play Pac's gonna show. Pac is gonna be there in a hologram. I said he's gonna do it. And then as soon as he that last song, right, that transition to that last song when Dre got back on on the keys and they brought the new stage up, I said. Yeah. Oh, Pox coming up. Here it comes. Here it comes. I was I literally jumped off the couch. I said, I told you. I told you. And then he remixed it back to his. Dun, 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 dun. I said, you skipped over Pac? Yeah. It was a tribute to Pac. Was, and then they went back into the song. It was fine. All I'm saying is probably one of the greatest halftime performances I've seen. It was See, awesome. See, I something. thought it was great. I don't know if it was all-time great. There's a difference between the Prince is up there. Prince is certainly Michael up there. Jackson, Michael Jackson, Beyonce, Bruno Mars, and, and uh, Coldplay. Coldplay. That not, was phenomenal. There's Beyonce, a difference between performance and nostalgia. I think this one had nostalgia. I don't think I it agree. had a performance. Yes, what? that's where I'm at. That's where I'm I am at all on the nostalgia. Come on now. There's a difference between putting on the show and and just being hyped because the songs are amazing. Mary J. Dougie in boots that I, were I, up I, to I, her I, thigh, I, bro. I, but we're in not, not going to put these guys on the same platform performance wise as a Bruno and Beyonce and them. You just can't. As a Michael Jackson. And as a Michael Jackson jumping out the dog on stage. You're going to just totally dismiss Elvis Presley in Super Bowl Four. I don't know. I wasn't around for that one. Either. Hey, you probably didn't, but, but it's your, we, had, we had this debate earlier at my facility. And we watched all some, like, some of the best ones. Right yeah. Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson <laughs> flew out the stage. They oh. did a fake Michael Jackson on top of the stadium. I think oh, it was yeah, down there yeah, at the Rose Bowl yeah. or something like that. Yeah. They had a fake Michael Jackson out there, so everybody's attention went up there. And then next thing you know, the real Mike yeah. popped Wasn't out there the like middle of the stage. Yeah. Yeah. And he all stood there for two minutes. For two minutes, he just stood there, and you just they were just waiting on the that's dog. Whole, that's superstar. And that boy took them right glasses now. off, and then old girl came out there with the good man. Mm. Did you faint? No, I'm not doing that. But it's funny how <laughs> Travis Scott gets a lawsuit, but Michael Jackson people used to pass out all the time. Oh, <laughs> what about Janet Jackson halftime? Okay, sorry. Do <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Dang it. Yep. Yeah, well, well, let's go into Hall of Fame talk. <laughs> It was the coldest halftime no, ever. But, no, hey, but you, <laughs> damn it! Credit Nick. Oh, right. I'm glad <laughs> Nick is Very my direct there, right? boss here. So <laughs> it's we can't get in trouble. Thanks, guys. Hey, but uh, no, I, I, you know I'm a West Coast guy, so I was I was vibing. I was, was seeing awesome. all of them. Nostalgia wise, awesome. Performance wise, it's not it wasn't a performance. It wasn't. Come. It's not a performance. I'm I would Snoop even Dogg say, went, like, down, went upstairs and then downstairs. I mean, they just added yeah, some stairs. Like, it, was it, was it was amazing. It was amazing from awesome. that regard in terms of classics, just bangers. But it's, I'm not going to say it's a performance. Mm. I would say even, like, JT. Not These these halftime shows weren't better halftime shows in terms of entertainment value. But in terms of performance value, I would say JT was up there. The weekend, mm. even last year, was great from a performance uh, standpoint. The the, the lights. You lost me. No, oh, come on. That, that was, was great. Selfie. I mean, he spent $5 million of his own money to do a selfie. Which is still phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, but no, I mean, so I mean, like, like think about like a Maxwell. Maxwell has bangers, right? I'm going to go see Bruno Mars before I see Maxwell. Okay. Just because the performance side of it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Right. Let's talk about the Hall of Fame as the NFL class of 2022 was rained down upon this past weekend. And there was one name that we thought was going to be a part of that class and ultimately was not. And that's DeMarcus Ware. Nick, I'll start with you just based on the fact that Ware didn't get in. It's not a question of if it's mm-hmm. just win with DeMarcus Ware, but why not the first ballot for him? They, um, The Hall of Fame committee is trying to change it up. They, they feel like uh, there's too many first ballot guys. They want to make the a little bit more special. The, the Peyton Mannings, 
maybe Tom Brady, Drew Brees, they feel like first ballots are getting watered down. So it was sure. very clear that they weren't going to give it to DeMuir or Andre Johnson or even Devin Hester or whatever. And they wanted to use this year to bring in some older guys. And they, congratulations, they did the, uh, it was probably the weakest Hall of Fame class in the history of Hall of Famers. Yeah. Do you want to run through it? No, Tony, I don't even know who they are. Tony Baselli, Leroy Butler, Sam Mills, Richard Seymour, uh, Bryant Young, Cliff Branch, Art good, McNally, good, good, Dick Vermeule. Good, good, good players. Yeah. Good coach. They're all solid. Good ref. Yeah. Good guys. So there you go. That's I just the class don't, I just don't look at those guys and be like, yeah, the best. Hall of Fame. That's my opinion. Sorry. What do y'all think? I agree. I agree. I mean, there wasn't no star-studded names. I mean, Seymour stakes six out because he was freaking dominant. Just, that's probably yeah. the one name that I no, look Richard at. No, Richard Seymour should have been a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think I, maybe I just didn't see him play as much. Oh. As, and he didn't. He didn't Don't, stand out yeah, to he's, me. He's a dude. Um, why is Darren Woodson not in the, in the <laughs> Hall Please, of Fame? That's and, I'm, and I'm just. And that's I'm just, the best thing that happened. Eh. Leroy Butler getting in. It's the best thing. Uh, Rob. Rob would have told this story if he was here. Um, he might have already said it when he interviewed Shereen Williams, who's one of the Hall of Fame voters. Sure. Um, she said that. They've got Leroy Butler's got to get in um, because he was all decade team and um, uh, Woodson was not, and so he's got to get in first, and then it'll and it'll trickle down there. from there. Like like this was the best thing that happened for Darren Woodson was Leroy Butler getting next man in. up. Yeah, which I you know I don't know. I thought when Atwater that. got in, that would yeah, be the, the next move for. Darren Woodson. So, I mean, look. Maybe I, I that just, was the first domino and Butler's the second one. Now the third true. one could, could be Woodson. Either way. I, I mean, I just. Is just, Lynch in? John Lynch? Yeah. Uh, I think so. And he's been up there a while. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I don't know. And, and so, um, D-Ware getting yeah. the, the whole first ballot thing. And that's a that's an argument that people go back and forth with about opinions, opinions of D-Ware's game. He is. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't think. First ballot to me is. Unstoppable. Like you, you were that dude that yeah. like trans changed the game, um, and like you said, with it with it becoming a little bit more watered down with guys getting in that you would say, oh, they they were all right, they were good during their time. Um, look, is he is Demarcus Ware a Hall of Famer? Hell yeah. Yep. Uh, first ballot. I, I mean, you know. I well, so. it, based off of that, then then I mean, you think he's not the best pass rusher of all time, and Andre Johnson certainly isn't. But that being said. Devin Hester should have gone in. Yep. Then. Yep. Uh, yeah, he was the best kick returner. He changed the position. I mean, he scared the crap yeah. out of everybody yep. when you tried, you know. Agreed. You just didn't kick it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no, no, to that point. You didn't want 23 to get yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're the best at your position, the that, greatest of all story, time at your Tony position. Tony Dungy told, I thought was awesome. Did y'all see it, like it, had, he, it before the game? They were not going to kick it. All week, and then the team chaplain came up before the like the night before, and was just like, "You can't be afraid of anything, the moment, and all that." And he he went to the team. He's like, "You know what? Forget that. We're kicking it. We're kicking it right to him. We're gonna go down. We're gonna tackle him." And they they Ran lost the toss, kicked it off he to the house. That's <laughs> in his like, book, right? He yeah, read, yeah. It, yes. it was like, okay, don't do that again. <laughs> great, great book, by the way. But that's one of the first stories that he told. Oh like, seven, yeah, you were do you were there at 07 at uh, Chicago. I think mm-hmm. it was like week three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce Reed might have been the special teams coach. Yeah, then. Bruce. Yeah, and he, he, he was he was he was like they kicked it. They were gonna kick it away. Well, yeah. it went like hit a cheerleader the, the kickoff. So they got it at the forty. He tried it again. I remember Keith Davis Indeed. actually came over and said, "Kick it down the middle. Yeah. We'll tackle him." And I believe they forced a fumble. Yeah, I mean, we, we was on his tail. Yeah, we yeah, but tail. but. Not many people did that. Y'all, no, y'all did. No, we were, we, had, we had some dogs. Though. He was yeah. awesome. I said that <laughs> we, had, we had some dogs on kick. I love that. Well, one time one of the things camp. about the Hall of Fame, though, is can you tell <laughs> the story them. of the NFL with that, like no. with or without these pe- players? No, you and can't do that. Without you can't do that without I Devin Hester. Why? <laughs> because because how how big's the story? <laughs> It's I a mean, big story. I mean, you know, Have you seen the 100 century right, book right. that they had? No, I, I just think it's always can you tell the story like. How much time do I have? You know, is it like, yeah. oh, Pudge, uh, I mean, half a finger came in and he got Leroy a football Butler and then would probably they came in there and then they they kicked it off and then there was a Manning and his brother and then uh, you know stick him on the helmet and uh, game's over. Or do I, I think, get do I get a long story? Then I mean, yeah, you know what I mean. You, like you get a long one. Yeah, well, no, no, shut up. I don't know. <laughs> Hester was a beast. Um, That's all I know. He was. He was a beast. He was. So was Demarcus Ware and so was Matthew Stafford this past year. So. 
There's been Hall of Fame talk about him because of no. the statistics. Oh, let me get there. I, I promise. There's a there's a reason behind this. Because of the statistics, he's top five in terms of passing yards per game. He's top dozen in all-time passing yards and completions and passing touchdowns and so on and so forth. But he only has the one Pro Bowl, and now he has a Super Bowl title. So there's been Hall of Fame talk thrown out there, and it's been – absolutely shot down by pretty much everybody to this point. So I want to give you guys the opportunity to do the same thing because I don't think it's a Hall of Fame-worthy career at the moment. Doesn't mean that can change. It could always change. But right now, is Matthew Stafford a Hall of Famer? No, not to me. If he were to retire right this second. No, he's not. He, he, wasn't, uh, he wasn't ever considered the best of his era uh, at, at all. They won a Super Bowl, and if he wins two Super Bowls, uh, that changes the conversation a little bit. I don't think there's any quarterback that's won two that's not in. Yeah, I don't believe. Uh, but there's guys that have won one that aren't in um, that that aren't in there. And I, I just don't think he was ever considered the best. But you know, if they run it back and they do it again, maybe maybe we'll have maybe a different so. talk. Yeah, I, I can't see him being a Hall of Famer currently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, the argument about Hall of Fame or not is really one that gives me the willies because I, I think you know. All of these guys played yes. for that glory. Sure. And you hear so many of them. I talked about Chris Carter saying that I would trade this jacket in a heartbeat for a Super Bowl ring. And so I think for Matthew Stafford getting to the point where he's won a Super Bowl ring and that being the crown, like the cherry on top would be to be a Hall of Famer. Let's not forget, man, all the years that he played with Megatron and those numbers that he put up. But I, I, I agree with you, Nick, when you say he was never considered to be that guy of yep. his era. He came close, but not. No one looked and said, no, Matt is, is that yeah. guy. And then even with those bad years uh, in Detroit when there was no Megatron, he just suffered through, through those years and tried to elevate the team, and he couldn't. I've always thought of Matt Stafford, even this year, uh, I think he had to, sh to shake off some of those bad habits that he had mm -hmm. in Detroit. But this is hard for a guy to play on the team uh, with an organization that was that bad for that long to you yourself yeah. not become trash. Uh, and it's just his arm elevated him. And you saw some of the mistakes that he would make in the, in the playoffs, and I thought that those were all byproducts of those years that he had in Detroit. But I, I don't want to argue whether he's a Hall of Famer or not. I just feel as though he was a guy that raised raised his level of play at this moment, especially with someone going into the playoffs and everybody saying, oh, he's never even won a playoff game. And I, well, he just marched his way yeah, all yeah. the yep. way through all of that, won himself before. Yeah, right? There you go. Yeah. You know, now he's got four, and now he's got a Super Bowl to boot. So, like you said, if he does it again, I think then the question, then they'll start saying, all right, well, let's start considering. But right now, all the naysayers and everybody's basis is basing it on statistics so will say no. So why does everybody have so many question marks around Eli? There's no question about Eli. I think that's dumb. If you have a I question about too. Eli. I think it's dumb, too, but a lot of people feel that way. A lot of people One are of like, the guys oh. is right here walking by the studio at the moment. Well, I don't think he ever was the guy that carried the team to the to the Super Bowl. I mean, that wasn't what they were great at. That was, <laughs> They didn't – I mean, he's the quarterback of the team. They didn't – I mean, he wasn't like – he. he that, that's not why they won. That's not why they beat the Patriots because of him. Straight hand – why are you looking so at me like that? You, like you act a, like the defense didn't didn't I mean that those seventeen pass rushers that they had. I mean, yeah, I mean there's gonna be he, he aspects the, of your team that are stronger than the others, but you right. still have Dude to score had to catch the ball in his helmet. You still have to score points. I, I I'm putting him in the Hall of Fame. I mean, he's he's the, I think you're just being a devil's advocate at this I'm saying time. that that's yeah. why, but yeah. he's yeah, he's gonna go in the Hall of Fame. He's got a lot of stats. He did it for a long time. Yeah. For a guy that wasn't really a great athlete, no one ever sacked him. Uh, he was just the kid brother with the weird look on his face all the time. But but like he he, he deserves to get in. He deserves to get in. But that's the reason why. <laughs> kid brother with a weird look on his face. That's Eli. That's gonna be on his bust. It'll say Eli Manning, and that'll be it on the bottom. <laughs> I love watching that show though. By the way, with, with when the Monday Night Broadcast, the Manning cast and stuff. They just re-upped. They, they yeah, should it's for like four yeah. years now. Four years. Mm -hmm. Money, Good luck. Money, money, money. Uh, I was surprised to see them re up because gonna, I thought somebody's going to be talks to be ownership. Oh, baseball's trying. Somebody's going to recreate because a, a, a Rod's on there. Good luck with yeah, that. No, That's thanks. not the same. I mean, it, it's you know, and also you got to have like a sister station where you can yeah, do right that too there. because of the billions of dollars that those TV rights are. ESPN's like, all right, we'll do it on we'll, two. We'll take it from here. And, yeah, yeah. Watch them flip next year. Oh, Monday night actual broadcast will be on ESPN two. Yikes. 
it could. happen. Yeah, it depends on the numbers. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, some important dates for you to keep in mind as we continue on this Cowboys offseason. When we return with more Talking Cowboys. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more. Do more Essilor. What? We should have told her in the break. We didn't didn't give her a warning. That's on us. Jasmine doing a great job running the show in the the back. Nick Eatman filling in. Who was that? Was it Blue Steel? I, I didn't watch that crappy show. Wow. Zoolander? Yeah. One and two. No. I didn't see the second one. And the second one wasn't great. Yeah, I'm sure. Isaiah Stanback, Nick Eatman, Heckma Harrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Glad you're with us. Talking Cowboys presented by Tostitos. <laughs> Which second one is great? Uh, Anchorman 2 is phenomenal. Sing 2. Sing 2 was great, dude. Rocky 2 was good. Rocky 2 was great. What's your favorite comedy movie? Just movie, period. Man, number one. Tough. I don't want to hear number t- one through three. Number one. I love how Harlem many Nights. topics were. Harlem Nights is a damn good one. It's a good movie. <laughs> Would you stop shooting that little? Quick. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Off the top of my head, I really don't have shoot one. Shoot me in the pinky yeah. toe. Talladega Nights is Talladega pretty Nights phenomenal. Is the, the best quotable movie it's in history. It's so funny. So funny. Come so on, the other guys. The best one liner movie ever. Wedding Crashers. Ooh, good that one. one's good, too. That's a good one. That's my fiance's favorite. But but you talk about one-liner movies, Coming to America. Oh, it was Ooh, great. It was great. one, too. I mean, there's a ton. I am a huge Coming to America fan, but I can't stand behind it and say that it has more one-liners than Talladega Nights. Uh, Talladega Nights has a you lot. Stick that, knife in, stick that knife in your leg, Ricky Bobby. I didn't like that movie. What? No, Talladega Nights? I didn't. And, and you would think I would. Yeah, you like NASCAR. Wow. NASCAR and Jeez. all that. I just, no, that wasn't my thing. And maybe you just took it too serious because of the NASCAR connection. Maybe. That might be the case. Oh, I'm telling Nick you. Nick has never been I, so when, So my favorite movie is Major, Major Pain. Is that? How would you rate that one? Uh, I'm probably top five of the worst ever. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> Did you see the dejection on Isaiah's face? Did you see it? Oh God! Isaiah was. <laughs> no, I, I don't know if I've ever seen. So you've never seen Major Pain? No, but I worked at a video store, so I, I'd put it. I you put it freaking up there. go back to Blockbuster and watch Major Pain. I didn't work there, but it's cool. Red box it something. Major Pain is a ten. Oh, Thank Jazz much, coming in Jazz. there. How Thank about you. that? That's your homework, Nick. Out of 100. Nick, at night, that's your, that's your homework. <laughs> okay. Major, no, I've, I've seen it. I've, I've seen it. I've seen it. I think I've seen it. What is your humor style then? What's your, what's your, what's your thing? 
I'm, I'm, I just told you. Like, anything with Vince Vaughn, like, that's go- probably going to be my thing. That's okay. a good one. Yeah. All right. I like it's it. sarcastic humor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on the comeback. Come, come. Yeah. I'm never going to forget Isaiah's look on his face there. Not really. A, whenever you said that. Yeah. <laughs> Major Payne's greatness. Oh, uh, the movie goodness. The Breakup is what you just what you just quoted. Did I do that for real? Yeah, was that, the, was that the breakup? It was the breakup. Yep. You just quoted that This is my history month. Have you guys ever seen Harlem Nights? No. Uh... No, it, 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 is a, it is a it is a it's an African American necessity. It. You can't be of the African American <laughs> culture if you've never seen Harlem <laughs> Nights. Harlem Nights. What about Life? That oh, too. Yeah. You throw that one in there. Life. Friday. Mm-hmm. There's a couple. There's, there's a couple yeah. movies that just are just mandated that you have to watch. You have to watch <laughs> if, you, if yeah. you have. It's a birthright. <laughs> I've never seen Harlem Nights, Isaiah. I'm Dang sorry it. About oh, that. See, Jazz is back there, too. Take that, that back right now. I've never seen it. I'm sorry. We're going to have a watch party, Talking Cowboys. <laughs> it's actually turned into Talking Hollywood here over the last couple of minutes. But, yeah. Send it out in, in the staff newsletter. The breakup? Did I really just you, Yeah, you quoted the breakup. Wow. Yeah. Really? Great job, Chick though. Chick flicks, man. Ma, I watch them with my You life. watch way too many of those things. It is Valentine's weekend I mean, still. I mean, has got Vince Vaughn and Rachel from Friends in it. I mean that's that's you everyone. Loves you just it. forget Jennifer Anderson. Well, I know her name, but, but you watch but, Friends. Yeah, Friends is hilarious. Friends is you awesome. don't watch that? He also watched. The closest I got to Friends was Seinfeld. That's not the Seinfeld's same at all. Is not even Sein- close. Seinfeld. Okay, I'm just telling you what. Seinfeld that's is, the closest is I ever basically got to. what we just did right here. Is 30 minutes of air. Like Nothing. that's kind of what we've done. We just talked about. <laughs> <a lot of laughs> wow. Oh. You know what I love about those shows though? Like even like whether it be Friends, The Office, whatever. Like, those shows are not that old. I mean, they're 10, 15 years ago. They couldn't make those shows now. No. It's just, there's, no there's sensitivity no levels. Yeah, you're just, like, what? Nope. Like, not even I was watching close. The Living Color with my kids last week because they, they just needed to get cultured a little bit. Yeah. They, they're just too sensitive out here. Too sensitive. Everybody gets I got the side eye from my card. wife a little bit, but I was like, they, they need this. They need they need this and first, salmon bombing fluid. <laughs> first, <laughs> yeah. first you take away the Valentine's cards and now you make them watch. Yeah, don't watch right, man. Different different toughen shows. up these kids. This is a sensitive world we live in nowadays. <laughs> Let's be honest. The uh, rules in the NFL are sensitive. Yeah, everything's sensitive. Everything's sensitive. Can't grab a receiver when he's going over the middle. Yeah, yeah Pro Bowl next can't, Valentine's. Uh, can't hand check in basketball. There's a flag on the final. Hey, next Valentine's Day, get your son. A I got him. A, I got him a bag of Sour Patch Kids. There you go. That was it. There you go. That's yeah. a pretty solid yeah. Valentine's. Yeah, he got a big bag. Me, I love Sour Boom. Patch Boom. There Kids. There you go. There you go, son. There you go. I hit him in the chest with it too. <laughs> All right, <Yeah>. some <laughs> NFL offseason dates that we need to kind of keep in mind moving forward. March 8th is the tag deadline. So up until that point, of course, Cowboys will have a decision to make on who they would tag. Anybody off the top that you would potentially. Put in that category? I ain't tagging anybody this year. I don't think so either. Mm. I don't. The only one that would be close would be Randy, but that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money lot for of Randy. Money. So I'm thinking probably not, right? So tag deadline there. Negotiations can begin on March 14th at noon. What's up? Anger? I was just about to say that. T- that's just about, about tag to tag the punter? That. Yeah. That's about just, the only one. I was just about to say anger. But, but I, got, I got scolded last time I brought his name up in here. Who's who's the sculptor in here? It was it was the top three people to bring back. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think I, I actually I think I'm the one that's. I don't think you have. I don't think you have to. I don't think you have to franchise him though. I think you yeah, just you sign him. Just you sign him back. Give uh, Bones a two year extension or something like that. And he'll be there. He's been great. He's been great. What's the problem with the special I have no teams? problem with Bones. What is your problem with that? I don't have a problem with bones at all. Hey, give him a two. It's a little, it's a little tongue in cheek. It's just because I called you the scolder. I'm not Did he swallow it. before he said at all? At all. At all. Anyway, I think he's been all right. I think anger sees that with him, you know, just the, he's done enough fake fake punts that the whoever the punter is here is is going to be golden because they don't block. Everyone is scared about the fake punt. I mean, yeah. the the former special teams coach here told me that. He was like, every time we play Fossil, you don't even worry about the gunners. You, you're looking at the fake. Well, they, they only do it 1% of the time, if that. So then the guy gets a free punt. It's up in the air. It's a five-second hang time. No net. 
you set net records all the time. Yeah. The punter here is very good because of the fact that Fossils put it out there as good his point. reputation. It's amazing. Wow. It's a really good point. It's actually a super solid point. I've never even thought of it that way. So we could get rid of anger and bring in somebody else. Yeah, yeah let's just go get a cheap guy. Yeah. Yeah, no, let's not pay the, the, the punter at all. Don't you throw my old teammate to the side. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's fair, too. I mean, you could, you could take that aspect of it. So back to the, the, the dates. March 14th, negotiations can begin two potential free agents or open free agents that are unrestricted. March 16th is the official league year starting over, and that's where free agency officially begins. 27th is where the league meetings take place in Florida, April 4th. New head coaches can start their offseason, but then the offseason begins for teams with returning head coaches on April 18th, and then draft visits begin two days after that. Back to draft visits. I've been here for three years now. This would this would be our, I'm going into what will be my fourth season. I've never seen a draft visit take place in person because of COVID. So the fact that they're actually happening this year and the plan is moving forward like that, it's a, it's a good sign. When's so. the first day of free agency? March 16th? March 16th is the first day of official free agency. Of course, you'll hear the yeah. reports all the way up so until that point. The fan base is going to get pissed off March 16th. Yep. That's when they're going to go crazy. March 18th, we're winning the Super Bowl, for sure. I don't know about that. I'm just, they'll be mad. Maybe not this year. <laughs> I mean, they, the fans are just going to be mad because yeah, they're going to they're gonna see the guys go out the door and, and they're going to get Dorrance Armstrong. Mm. <laughs> and I'd be happy about it. Yeah. If that, Yay! I'm just saying, like, I don't know who it's going to be, but like, it's always like Darian Thompson that just resigns like a one year deal. And it's just, that just pisses off. Everybody's yeah. super sarcastic on Twitter. Noah Brown's yeah. back. Yeah. yeah. We got him. That's what big deal with the summer. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> a big one. <laughs> That's how it is. That's how it works every single year. But we'll, of course, keep you updated throughout Good here players. on Talking Cowboys. But that does it for us today. Nick, thanks so much for yeah. filling in, filling the hot seat of, of Rob Phillips. And we'll have hey. Rob back soon. Heckma Harrison for Isaiah Stanback for Jasmine in the back Good running job. things greatly today. I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from Talking Cowboys. On, we'll see you next week. That was at the This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?